Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast, a part of the IDP Army Podcast Network. I am back. We're going to do a quick quick review today of the 2022 draft. I just kind of want to go through where we started the end uh, beginning of last season versus where we ended up in the draft. I just want to quickly review that. I know the draft is already taken. I know it's already, but this is a college focused podcast. So I kind of want to talk through some of the players that didn't even get drafted. Some of the players that went through the school that we were hoping for at the beginning of last season and kind of lead into the next season of the tailgate podcast. So, um, but before we get to any of that, let's tailgate. All right, welcome back in. If this is your first time joining us, this is the Dynasty Tailgate Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to college football for the most part, all the way up into the NFL draft. I like to start each season with a list of players, and then we kind of follow them throughout the season, kind of adding players to taking some away, and then leading all the way up to the NFL draft. This is basically an open notebook for anyone out there to try to get their, you know, their brain flowing, the juices flowing a little bit on who these college athletes are and who you can expect to take in the upcoming draft. So we did, we've done this for two years now. Our hit rate is pretty darn good. I'm not going to lie. We've started out pretty well. Like like two seasons ago, Garrett Wilson was my wide receiver one from the jump ended up as what I would consider by most to be the wide receiver one in that draft. So I consider that a huge win for us. Um, and then this last year, we'll get into it in a minute and kind of tell you where I was at the beginning of the season versus where we kind of ended up at the end of the season. So without further ado, let's get to this 2022 list. All right, we're just going to go through what my top 10 quarterbacks were going into the 2022 season, into this 2023 draft. Number one was Bryce Young. I feel like we kind of nailed it. I feel like we kind of nailed it. He was the number one pick in the draft by Carolina. And... um kind of telegraphed that that's how it was going to go from the jump. Um, I had a bet on him from last April to be the number one pick in the draft. So I was kind of like vindicated there thinking that that's going to kind of go chalk. We had a lot of fluctuation in my opinion throughout the draft process, but at the end of the day, we started out with Bryce Young, number one, he finished number one. Number two on my list was CJ Stroud. Funnily enough, that was the number two quarterback in the NFL draft. So 
first, the first two, Bryce Jones, CJ Stroud, we started with those as one, two back when the season started and they ended as one, two in the NFL draft. I feel like we did a good job in that department. All right. On to number three. This is where we start to get a little interesting. Uh, number three was Will Levis. So when we started with Will Levis, we were going off of what he did in the 2021 season, which he had a great season. We all were kind of hoping that he would take a jump from 2021 to 2022, um, but he didn't. He didn't. He did not really do what we expected him to do. Um, a lot of draft analysts had him as potentially ahead of some of the guys above me, and by the time the draft process, I mean, they ended up cracking me, who I should have believed from the jump that as we were going through the season and Will Levis was being garbage, I was like, man – feel like you need to jump shit. By the end of the season, I had him as like the seventh best quarterback in this class. You can look it up. I have it on Twitter of what my quarterback rankings were. He was number seven. I don't still don't think that's totally incorrect. I'm sure, you know, he's going to end up being probably the fourth best in this class, but whatever. I still think Hendon Hooker is better, but we'll get to that in a second. So we had a little of us number three. The math on it was correct. He went into the season hoping to build on that 2021 season. I still think one of the biggest mistakes that Will Levis made in this draft process was not going to the senior bowl. Being at that senior bowl, I know it sounds like it's a bowl for players that aren't going to get drafted high potentially, or like it's, it's like some kind of bad thing. Folks, I'm here to tell you there's been amazing quarterbacks at that uh, at the senior bowl. I mean, Dak Prescott was there. Baker Mayfield was there. I mean, okay. We're saying amazing quarterbacks. I understand Baker Mayfield may be a little polarizing in that department, but Josh Allen was there, for example. Like th- th- it's not a bowl game. It's not like a, a a bowl game where it doesn't matter. It's not like something. It's something that really helps in the process. It gets teams. It's their first real chance to talk to these guys in a interview environment. I mean, maybe they've talked to him in passing. Maybe they've said you know sent a scout to like chat with them or whatever. But this is the first time that the GMs are going to be able to talk to these athletes and honestly having you there is, is monumental. You don't even need to play in the game. You don't even really need to go through the practices, but just getting to talk to the players and getting to talk to the teams is huge for the draft process. So when he said he was not going to be there, I rolled my eyes and I was like, okay, there's no shot. He's going to go in the top five. Lo and behold, I fell in. I'm not going to fall for this next year. I promise you that. I fell in for the Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay. He's going to go in the top five. I'm hearing from teams. I'm hearing from teams. I'm just going to go off what do my eyes see because, like, in 2021 when we did this, all those quarterbacks looked bad. None of them looked like a first-round quarterback. I still think Kenny Pickett, if he hadn't had Jordan Addison, wouldn't have gone in the first round. Didn't want to fall for it then, kind of fell for it then a little bit. Not as much as this year with Will Levis, but kind of fell for it then. And then this Will Levis thing happened, and that kind of bothered me a lot. So next year, we're just going to stick with our guns. If we if we think a quarterback's not going to go high in the draft, we're just going to keep that same energy the whole season. We're not going to go ahead and try to fool ourselves into thinking that quarterbacks that don't belong in the top five or belong in the first round are going to go in the first round. So Will Levis was number three. Number four is a player that's not even in the draft. It's Tyler Van Dyke. He uh, went to my, he's at Miami. Um, 
I have to tell you this. I don't know what happened to Tyler Van Dyke during the season. He was not particularly good. This offense was not built to have him. Uh, Mario Cristobal wasted Justin Herbert at Oregon. He's kind of wasting Tyler Van Dyke at Miami, and he benched Tyler Van Dyke throughout the season. So you're telling yourself, man, okay, so Tyler Van Dyke must have left Miami, right? Like he went to another school. He didn't. He didn't. Don't know why he didn't. He needed a transfer probably. Ah, He just did. Will Levis transferred from Penn State when he couldn't win out that job, and he ended up by, you know, he went in the second round, but he was considered a first-round pick after 2021. So why Tyler Van Dyke didn't transfer, we're going to have to find that out during the process of this draft because he will be in this draft process. But, yeah, Tyler Van Dyke was number four on my list. He had a very disappointing season, and I hoped he was going to be a first-rounder in in this year's draft, and we didn't make it. Um. Number five on my list was Anthony Richardson from Florida. So going into the season, I felt like I, you know, I I maybe didn't think he was going to reach the heights that he did in the season. That first game that he had um, against Utah was, I mean, one of the all-time coming out performances um, that I've ever seen. But he was good. He was good. He had all that. He had the traits um, if you were following this podcast in 2021, we were talking about Anthony Richardson as, okay, that's going to be your top three quarterback in the next draft. Um, and look what happened. He ended up being the number three pick. I kind of fell off of it a little bit because I was like, look, Will Levis is going to be better. Tyler Van Dyke's going to finally like turn things around a little bit. I thought Tyler Van Dyke was going to get maybe the Justin Herbert treatment a little bit. Um, Justin Herbert ended up being, you know, a top six draft pick when it was all said and done. But, you know, Anthony Richardson was number five going in, ended up as number three. I can't fault the math we did there. The math was Anthony Richardson's a freak athlete, and he reminded me a lot of Cam Newton, at taller Cam Newton, actually. Um, his combine, he had an all-time combine. I mean, he was one of the, the one of the best scores we've ever seen at the combine and ended up going to the Colts at number four. So pretty happy with how that turned out. Um All right, the last player that I have listed that got drafted was Hendon Hooker uh, from Tennessee. I really liked Hendon Hooker in 2021. I was was hoping he would come out in that draft, but he didn't. Um, And then he ended up coming back for the season. He had what, in my opinion, even though he got hurt, still a Heisman campaign. Um, I think he was one of the best quarterbacks um, in college football last season. I think he was. I think he was the best, if we can be all completely honest. What he was able to do against Alabama was nothing short of amazing. Um, it's unfortunately towards ACL that kind of hampered things quite a bit. Couldn't really do the draft process. Went to the Senior Bowl. I think that was what made him a second round quarterback when it was all said and done. I think that is what boosted him up past the third round. But man, I really think he could have been a first rounder had he finished out the season completely. I know he's a little old. That was kind of always the knock and why I had him at number six because, like, you're getting him at 25. He's going to, you know, the end of his rookie contract is going to be when he's 29 years old. But I just thought based on how he was playing, how he elevated the players around him was just, you can't buy that. And I I just feel like that he was that good. I I think that he made the team better, not the team made him better. Because we've seen in the past, like Brandon Whedon, for example, at Oklahoma State, where I think that team was just so good that it didn't, you know, it didn't really flesh out 
why Brandon Whedon was so good and why he was putting up the numbers. But I think this was a different case of like Hinton Hooker is just that good that he can make this offense and Josh Heifel's offense really fly. And I think he did that. Um, I'll just kind of go through the rest of the names. None of these guys got drafted. They're all going back to school next year. So we will be seeing these people in the upcoming list that I'm going to make this summer when we start turning the page into 2023 slash the 2024 draft. Um, Devin Leary was at NC State. He ended up transferring out. Uh, Phil Jerkovec at Boston College. I don't think I'm going to have him listed, honestly. He was number uh, eight on my list. I don't think he'll be on there. He was horrible. I mean, poor Zay Flowers had to sit through. I mean, anybody who watched Zay Flowers tape, like audibly gasped when they saw Phil Jerkovec throw the ball. And I have to agree. He was much better going into last season than he is going into this season. He's going to have to have a massive turnaround to be good. Uh, Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. I think he might be too old now. I mean, he's going to be at the senior bowl, but he feels like he's going to be a fifth or sixth rounder at this point. I thought he could arguably be a third, second, a second to uh, third rounder, but I don't think we're going to get there. Uh, Spencer Rattler. Now, this is a very interesting one. Going into last season, I was all out. He transferred out of Oklahoma, went to South Carolina. I thought that, you know, <clears throat> nothing against South Carolina and Shane Beamer. I just thought, like, that's where quarterbacks to go to lose their value. And in Spencer Rattler's credit, he ended up turning, you know, around from being what I would consider maybe an undrafted player in this draft to you know potentially a top five quarterback in this upcoming draft he ended the 2022 season on a very very high high so i cannot wait to see exactly what he looks like this season and i think there's a chance that there could be a uh you know resurgence of sorts um and then i had malik cunningham written down he was an undrafted player he went to new, uh, new england i was very he had like Lamar Jackson light in him going into last season. Um, wasn't great. Went to the senior bowl. Also wasn't great there. I didn't love it. And I, I don't really think that the future, I mean, he has future XFL star written all over him, but we'll just leave it at that. No disrespect. Sorry. That might come off as disrespectful, but I mean, I, I think that his value could be, you know, expanded in a league where he doesn't have to, yeah, be better than an NFL defense. We'll put it like that. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to hero.co to shop today. All right, let's move on to running backs. I'll make this little one a little bit quicker. I just wanted to get through the quarterbacks first. Bijan Robinson was obviously number one. He never left number one. We went into last season knowing that he was going to be, you know, a potential top 10 draft pick and he ended up being just that. We have not had a quarter or a running back like this since Saquon Barkley. I don't think I know a lot of people are just like their mind is melting with the fact that Clyde Edwards Hilaire was the first pick in, you know, two, three years ago. So, and he was garbage. So, wow, well, it's going to be, he's going to suck. He's not Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Like it, it's just not that. Oh, Brees Hall was the first, he wasn't taking the second round running backs. Don't have any value. 
he's he's much better than Brees Hall. Like we we have to kind of recalibrate our interest a little bit because like when you have a running back come along that's better, like potentially game changing, you have to keep the same energy going the whole time. Just saying. Um, going into last season, running back two for me was Zach Evans. Uh, I didn't end up loving Zach Evans as much as I thought. He uh, went to the sixth round of the NFL draft to the L.A. Rams. I think it was the sixth round. It might have been earlier than that, like the fourth or fifth round, whatever the case may be. He ended up going to the L.A. Rams. He does have a shot. If Cam Akers isn't very good, he does have a shot to be potentially the starting running back. I just have massive red flags about him. Like, I think Devin Achain was better when – man, I'm thinking of the wrong guy. I'm thinking of Isaiah Spiller. Just kidding. I think – Quinshawn Judkins is a potential Bijan Robinson type player, and it overshadowed the hell out of Zach Evans. Uh, Zach Evans has never been the leader of any of his running back backfields that he was in in college. I think that's a huge concern because that makes me feel like for sure he will never be a RB one at any point. Um, he sh- he can prove me wrong. He was a five star running back coming out of high school. I just happen to not believe so much in Zach Evans, especially after I saw what Quinshot Judkins did last year. And that guy is going to be a name that we're circling and we're going to circle it four or five times because he was downright incredible. And I think that, you know, when you're overshadowed by a special running back, like Roshan Johnson was this year at Texas, like you have a whole, like a bigger hill to climb. And Zach Evans has quite the hill to climb. All right. Running back three going into the, 2022 season with Sean Tucker undrafted out of Syracuse. Um, I don't really understand it fully unless there was an injury that popped up that I don't know, because I thought he was a lot better than that. And nobody else agreed. Apparently I thought he was a very solid player at Syracuse. And I thought based on what Syracuse was having Sean Tucker, there was quite good, but whatever. Uh, number four was Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. I had a lot of questions with him coming out of Georgia Tech. He was not good at Georgia Tech at all. And when he got to Alabama, I, I was like, well, Alabama's going to immediately make him, you know, a star running back. He ended up going to the first round of the NFL draft. Never, never would have saw that coming, ever. I always get concerned about these guys that have one pop year in college, and I wouldn't even consider his really a pop year. It was kind of average. And that's okay. It's just weird, you know. It's just weird that he ended up being the first, uh, second running back taken in the first round. Um, but I think Detroit has a plan for him, and I hope that he can return that value. I just, it was a shocker to me that he ended up being what he was by the end of the draft process. Um, RB five was Zach Charbonnet from UCLA. I I thought he ended up being number two by the time it was all said and done. Still think he's a great running back. He ended up in Seattle. He's going to be there with Ken Walker. It's going to be a tandem. I think it's going to be a lot more 50-50 than a lot of people think. A lot of people think it's going to be 70-30. I think at worst it's 60-40, but I think 50-50 is more like it. I don't think Pete Carroll wants to get either of those guys hurt. Um, Number six was Tank Bigsby from Auburn. Look, he ended up in Jacksonville. I think he's going to push Trevor. Travis Etienne. We have another Etienne coming, folks. His name's Trevor Etienne. He plays in Florida. And I'm going to get these two names confused for the rest of my life. The Etiennes. We really went with Trevor and Travis, huh? Trevor and Travis. And they're both really good running backs. Like, dang it. Like, of course, this is going to get very confusing. 
Um, but back to the Tank Bigsby point, I think he's going to be pushing uh, Etienne quite a bit. I think Bigsby's quite good um, in what he was limitedly in Auburn. I still think there is a mental aspect of his game that he still needs to master. Um, but I think he's going to be able to push uh, Etienne for that job. Um, number seven was Chris Rodriguez. Ended up being undrafted. A lot of people still like him. I don't think so. I'm, I think I'm out. Started the game on a uh, four-game suspension uh, for a DUI, and I think that maybe is the reason that like a lot of people were out on him. Um, didn't help Will Levis's case at all because Chris Rodriguez was a major spot, like a major point of that Kentucky offense. Um, number eight was Devin a chain. I think he ended up a lot higher than I had anticipated kind of stinks that. And then we kind of got to the random guys, the Deuce Vaughn's, the Mo Ibrahim's chase Browns, and then Blake Karum. I only added in Blake Karum at the end because I had a feeling he wasn't going to come out this year. It was still a shock. At I, when we started the season, I did not think he was going to come out as the season progressed. I realized he was going to come out and then I kind of backed off, you know, because he ended up going back to school, which is what my original thought was. Again, folks always trust your gut because your gut never steers you wrong. But as far as the other kind of like mixed bag of players, Deuce Vaughn ended up in Dallas. I do think that's interesting. He is a little short. Oh, well, uh, Mo Ibrahim. Damn, I forgot. I think he ended up in Detroit, which is not good, but he is a cyborg, folks. Like, Go watch Mo Ibrahim, and then after 15 injuries, go watch Mo Ibrahim. He was not any different than when he was started versus when he is now. He is literally made of metal. And then Chase Brown ended up in Cincinnati. There is a big push for him maybe to take Joe Mixon's job. I think we need to hold off on that one a little bit. I don't mind what people are doing in Dynasty Drafts by taking him. That does make a whole lot of sense to me, but I I think that we've got to – chill out on the expectations maybe a little bit um, because I don't think they're going to get rid of Joe Mixon this year. And I think maybe next year they could go after a running back that maybe a little bit more what they're looking for, but he'd be a nice change of pace. Um, we've been worried about these Cincinnati running backs. They bring in a guy every year. It feels like, and we think, Oh, that guy's the guy. Um, and he doesn't take Mixon's job. And we end up the same spot we did at the end of last season. Okay. <clears throat> I'll quickly get through these wide receivers because I have a lot of them written down. Um, the main f- top five I will start with, and then we'll go quicker from there. Uh, number one was JSN. I kind of came off of that because, A, he didn't play a snap of football past week one last season. Oh, he did come back for one game that he was like a decoy, didn't really do anything. But he hurt his, he hurt himself in week one and then didn't play again really for the rest of the season and then sat out the bowl game and – that really rubbed me the wrong way, but whatever. He ended up as a first-round pick for Seattle. I don't think he's going to be good this year, but I think he will be good in the future. He's a good player to have. He was number one going into last season. Jordan Addison was number two. Um, ended up in Minnesota. I think he'll be the wide receiver two there. I still think that, yes, they do have two people in front of him with Hawkinson and jo- Justin Jefferson, but Addison's a good, solid player, and I do think – This year, he's going to surprise a lot of folks, especially folks that don't believe he can play football. Shout out to Joe Wiggins. All right, number three was Kayshawn Booty. Now, this is interesting. He did not go until very late in the draft to New England, and that is weird because 
going into the season, I thought he was going to be a wide receiver one potentially, like for a team, like they could take him and he would be for sure be the wide receiver one. Nope. Doesn't look that way. Doesn't look that way at all. Um, and I'll tell you what, I don't know what the story is and I can't wait to find out what happened later, but Kayshawn Booty actually said he was going to go back to school and then he was forced out. Basically they, they forced him out of the program and he went into back into the draft. That was weird. I need to know the full story behind that. I'm sure they have some cushy plushy answer out there right now. That's like, Oh, well he, you know, just thought he was going to miss school and blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm sure there's some fun, clean answer out there. I don't, I'm not going to believe it. There's something that happened and we don't know it. And clearly NFL teams know it because he didn't get drafted until day three or he might've been undrafted. I can't even remember this point to by the Patriots. Something happened. And I'm really curious what that was, but he's got an uphill climb. And I hope that whatever happened isn't anything bigger than, whatever kept him wanting to go back to school and then getting forced out. That was very strange. Um, number four going into the season was Quentin, uh, Quentin Johnston from TCU. Look, he ended up with the Chargers. think he's going to push Mike Williams. He's a very, very good player. I, I, I think we nailed this one, to be honest. I think he has – I don't think uh, – you know, he's definitely going to be better than Booty. He might be better than Addison this year, but – I think he was a solid pick for the Minnesota Vikings, and I think he'll be good for years to come. Um, number five was Josh Downs. Ended up in the Giants. Has a chance to be one of their guys. Or no, the Colts. Ended up with the Colts. And I think he has a chance to be one of their guys. Like, Josh Downs was one of the guys that we thought coming out was going to be amazing. Drake May only helped his stock because he was just downright incredible. The fact that Josh Downs went from playing with Sam Howell, who was a good quarterback in college, wasn't great last season, but he was good, and then went to play with Drake May this this past season, was just awesome. I mean, good for him, and I think he's going to do some good things with the Colts. Um, all right, past that, we have Anaya Smith from Texas A&M. He will, was not in this draft. He will be in the next draft. I'm curious to see exactly what kind of steps he takes in Texas A&M this coming season. Um, they have bigger fish to fry there, like as far as bigger fish in the pond. Um, we'll see what happens there. I, I, I don't know if I believe super in Anaya Smith like I did. Rakim Jarrett was an undrafted free agent. I thought coming out of Maryland he might be better. He wasn't. Jermaine Burton from Alabama. A lot of people hyped him up a lot because an Alabama wide receiver has to get drafted, right? I mean, he's playing with Bryce Young. He wasn't very good. He transferred in. He was exactly what I thought was going to happen to Jameer Gibbs. He transferred in and wasn't very good. And then he ended up not getting drafted. Happens. Uh, Marvin Mims was after that. He's actually ended up with the Denver Broncos. I don't think he's going to be a starter this year, but I think he can play some snaps, and I think the future is bright for him. Um, Parker Washington ended up at the Jacksonville Jaguars, very sneakily ended up with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think he's going to be a good player eventually. I mean, we're going to have to wait to get to it, but I think he has the chance to be that. Um, Jacob Cowing from Arizona. He went back to school. We'll see what happens. I would never say never. Um, all right. Zay Flowers was after that ended up being uh, hilariously in first round draft pick. Thought he wasn't going to be much because I thought he was too old and he was playing with Phil Jerkovic. He ended up being great. Phil Jerkovic ended up not being great. 
Bryce Ford Wheaton was after that from West Virginia. Bryce Ford Wheaton ends up with the Giants. He is the tallest guy in this draft pretty much, I think. I think he's 6'5", 6'3", or 6'5". And I think he's going to be awesome. Cedric Tillman, going to be a solid NFL player. Xavier Hutchinson, also going to be a solid NFL player. And A.T. Perry rounded out the wide receiver list going into last season. Um, We'll see what A.T. Perry can be at the next level. But as far as this wide receiver list goes, I think we did pretty good. Um, there's only a few players that were complete misses where Kim Jarrett's probably the biggest miss. Kayshawn Booty might be the biggest miss. Thought he was going to be a wide receiver one. He ends up, you know, undrafted with, or not undrafted, but drafted late, which is a very, very big concern. Um, but going into next season, we have one of the best. We have a, a tight end that's better than any tight end that's drafted in this class, Brock Bowers. We have a, uh, quarterback class that is much much better between drake may and caleb williams we i mean those are two i'm gonna go ahead and say better quarterbacks than um this draft class which i know we say that every year and then the next year draft class has somebody who's better than that draft class i get it we just have an ongoing uh list of players that are always better than the last draft class i get it um, we also have the what would be the best wide receiver in this draft class, uh, in this past draft class, Marvin Harrison Jr. So thank you all for joining me today. I'm going to get all these lists together. And as June starts, uh, we're going to start kicking out these episodes faster and quicker. And we're going to start, you know, start our notebook for the 2024 draft. It It's already starting. Like it's already beginning again folks i know that we just got done with this draft we haven't even gotten most people haven't even done the rookie drafts yet well i wouldn't say most a lot of people do them in may but there are a contingent that wait until training camp to do them and i don't know if that's how you should do rookie drafts but whatever your thing not my thing not my not my dynasty league it's your dynasty league so um i know a lot of people maybe not even drafted rookies yet but we're gonna start talking about 2024 Draft class, plus we're going to start talking about college football news. This next season is going to be a very, very good one, I believe. I think we're going to have a lot more parity going into this next season than the usual dominant Georgia or dominant Alabama. I think we've got a few other teams that are going to be able to push up into that. So thank you all for joining me today. I appreciate it. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel at the IDP Army. Follow at the IDP Army on Twitter, follow at Ombre Vendor, myself on Twitter as well, and come talk some college football with me. I love talking college football. I love talking about the draft. Like the draft is one of my, it's my favorite thing. I mean, I love college football that much to where like the fact that we have a draft where all of these players that I watch play every week end up all getting drafted on NFL teams. It's just like that is my favorite thing. So Please join our process. I, I I will be doing these episodes weekly. We usually break down um, each week and kind of tell you where it's an ongoing list, kind of like the stock market. Like the, the stocks go up and down as the season goes, and we kind of keep a controlled list of players that you need to have on your radar uh, going into the season and throughout the season going into your NFL draft prep. So thank you for joining me. Um, I appreciate it. Believe me, what you're hearing from me, it's it's a very open dialogue. I, I, I'm just, it's a notebook that I have written down and we just kind of follow that throughout the list. So like, I, I'm not these plugged into NFL team guys. I kind of do take some tips and hints from different people that are in the college football space, but 
I, you know, we're kind of just flying by the seat of our pants, but as I have just gone through all of my list of where we started at the beginning of the season versus where we ended, I think you can, you can tell my hit rate is uh, somewhat high. At least the most of the names that you heard, um, I ended up having like Jalen Hyatt, for example, didn't have him at the beginning of the season. That was an all time shocker that he was ended up being as good as he was um, for Tennessee. Like I, I thought when Cedric Tillman went down, he wasn't going to be very good. He was solid. So we're going to have that kind of thing going throughout the NFL season or out throughout the college football season. So I thank you for joining me today. And I hope you continue to join me throughout the summer. Peace.